Michigan has its first case of measles. Uh, I think it was 2019 was the last case, which I'm surprised it was then even. But um, this one in Oakland County. Let's talk to Dr. Natasha Bagdasarian. Been on with us before. Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Dr. Bagdasarian, welcome to your morning wake up. Thanks for having me on today. So measles, now I am of an age, I'm not saying, well, hey, I'm 61. I am of an age, I remember, I think it was measles. I know we lined up at school when I was a kid for polio. I don't know if it was measles. Would that have been a thing? Maybe. I know I'm way older than you, so you probably, I don't know. (laughs) Well, the measles vaccine has been around since the 1960s. So we've had this vaccine for decades, and um, and kids have been getting it for decades without, you know, without problems. Um, and unfortunately, we're starting to see the rates of those vaccinations decline, and that's why we're seeing more cases of measles and more outbreaks of measles. Measles is pretty contagious. Is that a, a skin board you have to touch, like shake somebody's hand? No, it is much more contagious than that. Uh, measles is actually one of the things in, in the infectious disease world, we really think about it as being one of the most transmissible infections. It is airborne, and it can, in fact, linger in such small um, airborne particles that it can remain in the air for even a couple of hours. Um, and, in mm. fact, there have been documented cases of measles transmission um, from uh, from person to person when those two people were not even in the same room at the same time. Um, so Weird. it's incredibly transmissible. What, what's the, uh, is it young kids who is the age range that's most susceptible? Seems like it. Well, you know, anyone can get measles. Now, who ends up with the complications are usually those who are young, so babies or kids under the age of five. But then it can also cause complications in folks who are older, who may not be immune, uh, in those who have, you know, weakened immune systems and in pregnant women. So it can cause complications really across the board. But measles can impact anyone who is not immune. Um, It just is, it spreads so easily. And, um, and, and it used to be a disease that pretty much everyone would get in childhood. But because we have uh, had this vaccine around since the 1960s, it was declared eliminated from the United States in 2000. And the sad news is that it seems to be making a comeback. Okay. Well, how do we know if you have? How do you know? What are the symptoms? Fever, you know, probably. Yes. Um, so the symptoms are fever cough, what we call coryza, which is just a runny nose, and then conjunctivitis, which is pink or, or inflamed eyes. So those are some of the beginning symptoms. And then it can progress. So people end up with a rash. There's a characteristic rash that people get on their skin, uh, as well as lesions in the mouth. And then measles can actually progress. So in folks who either have weakened immune systems or are vulnerable or just luck of the draw, it can progress into pneumonia, into encephalitis, which is swelling around the brain, uh, and death, which happens in less than 1% of people infected. But still, um, death is a, is a possibility. And then, of course, it can cause complications if a pregnant woman is infected. It can cause complications with the baby as well. I got gotcha. you. So fever, cough, runny nose. Boy, oh boy, that sounds. Um, I think the rash would be the only thing that somebody might say would stick out. That would make it because otherwise somebody might just think, ah, boy, I got a really weird cold. 
Yes, I think the rash is what would really uh, maybe indicate to someone that, that there's something unusual going on. However, you know, most of us uh, in Michigan right now, um, around 90% of us are vaccinated against measles. So most of us are protected against measles. You really need to think about measles if, number one, you've been exposed to a case of measles, but number two, if you're not vaccinated, you are vulnerable. Um, and, you know, there was a case in Oakland County recently. There have been outbreaks in places like Pennsylvania and Florida and Ohio. Um, and so we've got to just be aware that this is a real risk, especially if you are not vaccinated. Let me ask you this, because this came up with, uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and I, I said, well, I'll just ask the doctor. Now, it, it may get a little political here. I don't mean for it to be, but it is a real concern when you have people coming across the border from other countries that they may not be vaccinated and they're allowed to come to other cities. Uh, are they screened at all? You know, I have to tell you, and, and I have worked in, in many places around the world, um, what really sticks out to me is that in most places around the world where I work, people are really excited to get vaccines. People are really enthusiastic about this tool that we have to protect against disease. And unfortunately, it seems to be that, you know, the anti-vax movement seems to mostly be based on misinformation and disinformation. So, you know, instead of thinking about, the, um, you know, folks who are, unvaccinated coming across the border, I think we have to really take a long, hard look at how many people are unvaccinated in our communities and how many people are choosing not to get vaccinated here. Um, Of course, there's a real risk to being exposed if you're traveling outside of the United States or if you're traveling to an area where there's been an outbreak. But, um, you know, 10% of of Michigan kids in kindergarten um, have not been vaccinated against diseases like measles and so those kids are at risk and the sad thing is that because we've got such an effective vaccine all of these cases are entirely preventable if you get two doses of the measles vaccine you are 97 percent protected against measles Um, and you're not only protecting yourself but you're protecting those around you so you're protecting babies under the age of one who haven't had their vaccines yet you're protecting folks who have cancer, who are on chemotherapy. So it's not only the right thing to do for yourself to keep yourself safe, it's the right thing to do for those they care about. This lineup that I remember as a kid, I know we got polio and there was some other stuff. They shot you with a gun. It was like a, uh, I don't know, I, I like a, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It looked like a gun. It was like, you know what I mean? Yes. yes. If I got that when so, I was a kid, is that is that like once in your life? Um, Does that hold up? There's two, there's two vaccines, and then you're protected essentially for life. Um, you know, unless, of course, you're someone who has a weakened immune system. So if you, for example, had a stem cell transplant or something like that, there may be um, a reason why you're not protected for life. But generally, yes, it's two vaccines, and you're protected for life. And the gun, someone else mentioned this to me, and I thought they were making this up, but this was an actual uh, technique that was used, I think, back in the uh, 1960s and 1970s. So I'm I an old man, remember. My, <laughs> when I talked to some of my public health colleagues, they did remind me that there was something that looked like a like a vaccine gun. We don't use that anymore. It's just a regular needle. It doesn't okay. hurt more than any other vaccines. In fact, it hurts a whole lot less than things like the tetanus shot or, um, or even the flu shot can make you feel kind of achy. But it really is so incredibly effective. It's been around since the 60s, really, really safe. 
And then we can avoid having, um, you know, little kids and, and folks who are, who are vulnerable infected with measles, which, by the way, I'll just a couple more statistics. Before that measles vaccine was available in the 1960s, every year in the United States, we used to lose between 400 and 500 people would die from measles every year. Um, and we don't have that anymore. So in a sense, public health, we've been the victim of our own success. You don't see diseases like measles, and so you may not think that they are still a problem, but they are a problem and they are making a comeback. So we've got to take steps to protect ourselves. Dr. Natasha Bagdazarian, uh, Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, we're talking about this measles. It's it, it, not an outbreak, but it doesn't take long. Uh, I want to just one last thing about the rash. You said there's like there's a rash or now. How do we know what? I guess you'd have to have a sample taken or something. What does it look like? Does it, does it look like, uh, I don't know, hives or something? I don't know. It doesn't Poison look ivy? like hives. Um, no, it's not a, um, it doesn't look like those big hives, but it's sort of small raised bumps. And, you know, if you go to um, the CDC website, for example, they've got lots of pictures there that show you what it looks like. Um, But it can be sort of a rash that is all over your body. It usually begins on your face and then moves downward. So that's another clue that this could be measles. Um, And then, you know, with with the high fever and some of those other symptoms that I mentioned. Okay, fever would probably be a big one too, because isn't that that's kind of your body's way of sort of burning stuff out of it? And then when you you get fever with everything, it, it absolutely is. Um, our yeah. immune systems have recognized that a lot of these um, a lot of these diseases don't like higher temperatures, and so your body sort of cranks up the heat. All right. Uh, doctor, this has been uh, informative. I appreciate it. Dr. Natasha Bagdazarian, we're up on time. Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and uh, measles. Uh, it, it, I, it, they found them here. Uh, I know in Florida and other places, so there is that. Doctor, have a great weekend. I appreciate your time and your expertise. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. All right. See you later. I don't know how to get a good answer on that, though. You know, the people coming across the border, we don't know. Are they screening them? I don't. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I'm wondering. Mike Austin with you, 1320 WILS, back in just a minute.